welcome back to another Talking Walls podcast. My name is Dave. Today I'm alongside Matt Cooper. Matt, how's it going, man? Yes, mate. All well. How about yourself? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Uh, great to be back uh, chatting with you and obviously talking about the Wolves. Uh, it's been a strange couple of weeks since the last podcast. We we're obviously going to be talking about the games between now and then. Uh, we're going to be answering a lot of the questions that you listeners, subscribers, followers have sent us uh, on Twitter. And I've had a couple on uh, other platforms as well. Um, so we're going to be chatting about that, and it's been a it's been a strange strange few weeks. Let's uh, let's say that. Uh, before we kick off, though, uh, be sure to go and check out our channel partners, the podcast sponsors, uh, which are the P- Pitch Football app. You can go and check them out in the Google Play Store or the uh, iPhone App Store. Fantastic football app to go and check out. You can get your latest scores on there, but also interact with other fans. Uh, you can leave score predictions or predict your lineup as well. So. Normally, a day before the game or on, on the day of a game, you'll see us on Twitter post our predicted lineup, and that's all courtesy of the Pitch Football app. Uh, and as I say, they power our podcast, so please go and check them out and show them some love. But um, Matt, three games since we last met, um, yeah. three difficult games. We knew sort of after that game against Villa, the the rest of our season were games against teams that we were yet to beat this season. Um, let's kick off with the Arsenal game at Molyneux. Saturday evening kickoff and yeah. unfortunately fell to a two 0 defeat. What 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 went wrong? Would you say? Obviously, we'll come on to the Sheffield United game in a mm. second. Would you say uh, before that that well by far our worst performance since the restart, wasn't it? Um, admittedly, I was absolutely rat assed. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was the first day that the pubs reopened and I wasn't going to go out. And then me and my dad said you fancy going for a pint and I ended up saying there. And I'm kind of glad because from what I can make out, it was it was fairly toothless. Um, yeah. I, I could I could make out that like even Neves and Matinho a lot of the passing balls out of play and stuff and just didn't look at the at the races. But um, you're probably a little bit more qualified on this because I know you, you watched the game not as yeah. intoxicated as I was. I know it's not very <laughs> professional, but um, I have watched it. I have watched bits of it back since, and it's it's just sloppiness. And I think if Adama scores that chance at the start, it's a different game. But it's just mm-hmm. too many players not at the races. Well, yeah, I think uh, the only shot of the game was that Odama chance, what, like 30 seconds in? Um, yeah, very, very poor performance by balls. Especially sort of, you know, the first three games were admittedly three teams that we should be beating. Mm. Uh, and then we came into this game, and I think every Wolves fan was fairly confident that we should be getting something out of the game. Um, and I think you would daft if, if, if you didn't think that, you know, we'd gone on three... Three wins in a row, even if with our form before the restart, we were in great form. And that was just so unlike Wolves. It was a really, really strange performance. Um, and a game that we were hoping that obviously the club were, and, and the squad were going to quickly forget. But even Arsenal weren't weren't fantastic. Um, but I think sometimes with the quality, when you've got players like yeah. Aubameyang, like Lacazette. Off the bench as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. obviously you've got players like, like Yusakas who, who did score... Um, you know, an up-and-coming rising star who's done fairly okay for Arsenal despite them having a weird season. I think when you've got players like that, you, you know, if you get an opportunity, you're more than likely going to score. Yeah. And I, I still think at times that's where, and I'm, I think there's a couple of questions about that sort of thing at the end of the podcast. I think that's at times how Wolves, they wanted to become a better team. They've just got to be that, that little bit more clinical in front of goal. Yeah, I mean, as we've seen from the game against Everton today, or whenever you're listening, just really, really not ruthless in front of goal. And the top elite teams, not that Arsenal are, are. I mean, look at Liverpool. 
um, when they played us at Molyneux. It was such a tight game, only a couple of chances in it either, either way. All, and every, yeah. but every chance they had, they they, they scored. And um, I think that has been the difference. But I remember speaking to Robbie, well, Arsenal fan TV, we'd, we'd obviously do content with. And I was saying to him, I was like, if we don't win this, we'll get a draw. I'm going to be so disappointed because mm-hmm. these are shit. And, you know, we, at the time, I was kind of a little bit had the rose tinted glasses on, like we're, we're putting on these performances where we're not playing well and we're winning, we look organised, we look compact, well drilled. But I think, it, for me, it, just, it papered over the cracks that Bournemouth, West Ham and Villa are terrible. And we didn't even need to get out of first gear to win. And you play some a little bit more quality. And um, the, the wheels completely came off. More Probably more so in the, the Sheffield United game. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's when you come up against teams that have got a bit more quality, we, we, we got found out a little bit. And I, I, I was really annoyed after the Sheffield United game, as a lot of fans were, but I know we'll, we'll come on to that soon. But the, the Arsenal game, like I said, I, I was disappointed before the game if we were come away with a, a draw or a loss. And obviously after the game, it's exactly what we got. Yeah, I think the Arsenal game, you know, we went into it, as, as, as you said, I think even I half expect us to get at least I would have been happy with a point I think uh, we went into that game thinking we'd get something and it was very very disappointing we didn't really offer anything going forward like like I said earlier on one shot on target all game and I think that was the one coming in the first 30 seconds of the game or so and just just you know that's the game we started a Dharma at front wasn't it as well so such a strange yeah. um, as soon as I saw that line up though and I was like, oh, because I, I got, and then everyone gets dead excited now before the game. Everybody, the group chat saying, but he goes with him, but he goes with him. And I saw the sort of down up top, and I was like, I just know exactly what we're going to get here, which is nothing, because up top, he's he has no impact at all. Out wide, he's so effective. But when you play him down the middle, although he's strong and he runs past people, he hasn't got the the physicality to to hold the ball up or to spin in behind and all the brain to do it but if he's out wide and you can see his man and run at him then he's, he's perfect but up top it just doesn't work and I wish we'd pack it in stop trying it see the, th- the thing is I, I at the time I felt the opposite because he obviously he had a little cameo for about you know 10-15 minutes against the Villa when he uh, when Nuno yeah. brought him on up front for a bit against Jimenez and I saw it and he, they, he seemed okay and then so I, th- I think I mentioned it on either the review of the Villa game or the, I think it might have been the preview for the Arsenal game because at the time, before the Arsenal game, we'd had like two or three different formations and quite a lot of players that yeah. were playing. And I, I said, you know, Nuno's got a good headache here. You know, you've still got Jota and him in as, a, as an option. Uh, but you've then got, if you know, because we all knew Jota wasn't quite firing, you could even play the likes of Neto or Adama up front. And I thought at the time, you know, because Adama has matured a lot over the last 12 months. We can all admit yeah. that, can't yeah. we? And, you know, he, he seems to be a bit more switched on as a player. And I thought... You know what? If he starts up front, I didn't expect him to. I'll be honest, but the fact when I saw him start up front, I thought this could be a, could be um, a master stroke here. But I do agree with you. In the end, it it just didn't quite work. And I, I, I think, yeah. like you say, he's just much better on the wing, isn't he? I just don't think he's got the intelligence to like his movement to kind of like drag a player out and create space for the players. I think what he what he's good at. He, he, uh, what he does the best. he's very very good and there's probably no one better in the Premier League at getting a ball out wide and, and taking a man or, or getting him on the pitch but if you're asking a player to kind of spin in behind or hold the ball up or, or drag yeah. a, a defender out like Jimenez does to create space in behind I just, I just don't think he's got the brain for it so you, you, you'd think with his you know his explosiveness and his speed that 
he's a match made in heaven to play up front but it's, it's just a bit more to that if you played him up top in the championship he'd probably get you 25 goals a season but in the Premier League where the defenders are a bit more intelligent it's just like a sit coming a mile off and um, I, hopefully that kind of draws that to a close now that we ain't going to see him up top again because well, it, just, it just doesn't work well the thing is with Adama as well like you say there's just little parts of his game where for argument's sake a player like him right any player with a bit of pace, you'd put him on your last man and, and, and play so over Sunday the top balls. Tactics, play... it, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> the thing with Adama, he wants to pick up the ball. I remember his debut last year against Leicester when he was playing deeper than Doc because he wanted the ball at his feet and to be able to run with the ball. Yeah. He doesn't want to run after the ball. And I, can, I can appreciate that. That's that's the, the way you want to play, isn't it, really? But um, that's the one That's the one thing I think that frustrates me about Adama. Like, if he... Yeah. If, uh, we, I think he has started doing it a bit more. He's playing a lot more give and goes with Doc and stuff like that, especially when we need to up the uh, intensity and, and urgency yeah. a bit. But um, yeah, he, uh, and he there was a couple of times, down, don't yeah, and especially against Arsenal a couple of times, he just held on to the ball a little bit long, and it's just like just laying the ball off. You never the ball see, you never see him make those runs in beyond where he's like running onto the ball because I wish he'd do it because he's got the beating of absolutely everybody. Yeah, in like yeah. A, a, foot, a foot race, but he always wants to like, square a defender up. And yeah. then just explode past him, and it, and it works every single time. But sometimes, like we, he slows the game down, he lets people get back into shape. So if you just be a bit more proactive with it and um, and try and run onto it, because sometimes it's just screaming out, and it's so frustrating. Which is what we go back to, like how much he's improved. But there's still elements of his game that he really does still need to improve on. But the turnaround this season has been miraculous. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, in twelve months' time, he's had the same rate of improvement and done all the things that we as fans could see and he'll be you know world's best player but yeah we you guys know at talking worlds we love a we love a bit of a dharma but oh, we've been banging um, the drum since he signed mate yeah and everyone yeah. caught i said we didn't know what we're on about i i, I genuinely think he could be our player of the season i think i think he'll get that i think he'll, he'll get that award yeah you wouldn't have borrowed him and his him and his numbers are good but i, I think a dharma will be up there with a shout for sure if you don't win that he'll win players i think other, other than Jimenez, I can't see who who would win it, to be honest. Uh, it, I mean, Cody's had a steady season. Patricia has been good. Very consistent. But in terms of like, impact, it all matters what ends up at the other end of the pitch, doesn't it? And you're never going to get yeah. your bloody centre-half winning winning prior of the season if you're going for like, top six. It's just not going to happen. So. Yeah, especially and, in Cody's, yeah. unless you're Van Dyke, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's a bit of a difference between Cody and Van Dyke. Cody's miles better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to uh, that game against Sheffield United. Obviously, Wolves having that defeat against Arsenal. We're all hoping to bounce back against Sheffield United, and I think we all thought we'd got something out of the game right until arguably the last, well, the last attack of the game, and Sheffield United in the 93rd minute. Nicking it with that John Egan header. Matt, I mean... I'm still pissed off. To... Yeah. It's so annoying. It's... Honest to God, Matt, I was, I was like shaking uncontrollably. I couldn't get, I couldn't tweet enough. I deleted like five or six tweets. I was like, that's pathetic. You're an idiot. You know what I'm like? I just, when it's yeah. a performance that bad and you know when you've gone out there, they've gone to Sheffield and you just know it was just do not lose. Not... Let's go and win the game here. We all run some wonders. We're flying. Let's go and win it. It was do not lose. And you could just say that from the outset. And I was like, if you just have a little bit more attacking impetus from the start, you know, we might actually get a goal in the first half. 
It was yeah. it, it was shocking. It was rubbish. I, I don't want to go on the rant because we've just won, but I think it needs addressing. Well, I think we all know the the obvious the obvious thing, and um, I think it was mentioned by everyone, and I think it sort of triggered Nuno to make changes for the game against Everton was the fact that he had five substitutes available. Uh, we obviously were we actually went on a little we had a little bit of momentum in the game at that point as well I believe we were pinning them uh, back in their own half about 25 minutes to go you've got five subs available everyone's screaming out for a sub Adama's obviously picked up a slight shoulder knock you've uh, had special um, agreement with the Premier yeah. League yeah to to bring Daniel Pudence back and the bloke doesn't even take his bib off you know uh, our only change of the game was to bring Adama off and bring Den Donker on which was arguably a defensive substitution I. I, my mind is still blown today, mate. I just... we were, It was, like, 70 minutes. We were pinning them in their own half. We looked like if anyone was going to go on and win that game, which none of them did because we were both poor, probably looked like Wolves because the kind of flows with them. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is scre- this is screaming out for just a little change. Have you take a Dharma off? Because you could tell his shoulder was holding him back. When he does yeah. pop it out, you can tell. I mean, he's still faster than most people on the pitch, but he doesn't commit as much. He's like... Uh, who's that lad we saw in January? Is it, is it, is it Pudence? I've not seen enough of him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you got you got an eighty million pound winger who's been playing Champions League football and um, just just sat on the bench waiting, chomping at the bit to make an impact. And then he brings Den Donker on. And I, I remember sending a message to you saying he's taking the piss here. He's like, he's just having a laugh. He must be. He, he knew that must be having a laugh here, just thinking that these these tosses here for paying to watch this, this is a joke. But. He obviously just wanted to shut the shop. I was like, you can't just, you can't just shut the shop. We, remember in the FA Cup semi-final against Watford when we shut yeah, the shop, and that yeah. worked. It, we do it too many times, and it's just. It was we, just were, we were restricted in them enough because they yeah. were they were sitting a bit deeper because they knew we had three attackers. As soon as as soon as you lose an attacker and add a midfielder, you just literally inviting pressure. I know they scored off a set piece, which is avoidable. I said that in the review. I said, he's. He's brought Den Donker on, and it's not Den Donker's fault that we've lost this game. But no. the the thing is, we could have easily scored before that if we'd made a more attacking change. And I just think that was the thing there. Too many players having just really, really bad games. I mean, I, I would have dropped Bolly for the Everton game after the two stinkers he put in against Arsenal and Sheffield United and put Den Donker Which is weird, though, on it? Because he was literally, like, flawless for for that two, three that's months. It. That's the only it? that's the only criticism of Bolly. Sometimes it's that it kind of it can be that easy for him. His concentration levels was completely go. You know, that back pass yeah. to Patricio and it was just like half arsed and he just like didn't look like he wanted to be there. Same with Doc who's been rubbish apart from the assist for Neto since the restart and who I think they'll probably look at trying to replace for for next season. But everyone everyone had an off game. The only one who could probably hold the head up high is um is Neves, and again he probably dropped a seven out of ten. But it was it was just shambolic, and I was saying look, something has to change because the style of football Nuno's plays is defensive. But if if carried out right, it works. But when mm. when you're not winning and you're drawing games, God, it's shit to watch. He's I mean I know I probably get criticism for this, but he's so boring to watch. But then when we actually go for a game like we have against Everton and we you know we start on the front foot and we have a go rather than wait for 70 minutes to suss a team out. It was fluid, mate. It was liquid, liquid football without sounding like Alan Partridge. It was liquid <laughs> football. And I just wished I'd have a go and just put teams to bed. And it's, Sheffield United have done very well. They've had a great season. Gualda's been brilliant, but 
I don't think one of them players gets into the wall side, and that might be me being arrogant, but I just don't think they do. They're well, de- well I, I'd drilled. I probably agree with you there. Yeah. They're defensive, and they're a really fit side. But you're not telling me they've got anyone who could match the quality of Neves, Matinho, Jimenez, Jota on his day, Adama. I'm not having it. So why set up not to not to lose the game when it's a completely winnable game? I'd rather just go and get beat 2-0, and we've had a go. And you're like, God, we had some chances, bloody hell. But... We had one shot on target, and that was Neves trying to cross a ball into the box. It, it just simply isn't good enough, and that's when you need to change the shape. Do what he did against Southampton, have Neto in the hole, and it changed the game, but no, he brings 10 Donkron and shuts the shop. I just was, couldn't get my head around it. it was, that was strange, and especially when, um, like you say, there's no fans in grounds at the moment. Like, we all know that. And I know, you know, Sheffield United are probably going to have that slight edge because they're used to sort of the arena and the surroundings they're playing in. They haven't really had to travel as as much and whatever. But we've, the teams are very, very similar on a, on a similar playing field, really. And I, I think I think we are quick, very quick to jump at the style of play when we lose a game. Like obviously, yeah, I know you I said there it's boring yeah. to watch, but I, I, I think the same with like I've got a friend who's a Burnley fan and. He knows Burnley are boring to watch, but when because Sean Dyche is getting points and wins with that team, I don't think they're too arsed. I think yeah. Wolves fans, especially you know, we scraped, we've scraped three wins against West Ham. But I say scraped, you know, but we've got three wins there against Bournemouth, West Ham, and Villa. But we were but I'm poor, sure, really. Yeah, if, I'm sure if a neutral watched all three of those, they would have said it was three boring games. Mm. However. As Wolves fans, because we won the game, we're not too bothered. But we, like, this is not a dig at anyone really. But we all know we're quick to jump at at, and, at Nuno and Co when we when we yeah. do lose the games. I I'm not defending the the performances at all because we were dreadful both games. Um, but like you say, to like obviously we'll talk about the Everton game. But when Nuno goes for it, well, the way we play is is, fan, is the this, best this, yeah. I've seen any team play. This, but the, the fact the way the, the way we defended and the way against Sheffield United, there was just no flow whatsoever. And then you've got players like Pedent. You've got a kid like Leonardo Campana on the bench. If you want to play two up front, bring Campana on. You know, obviously Neto was injured, but bring, he's got nothing, you know, he's obviously got something because you play putting him yeah. on the bench. I've got a bit he's of got stick. something to prove. I've got a bit of stick after your Yudars on YouTube, especially on the Express and Star <laughs> video. And it was like, yeah. how dare you criticise Nuno? Every... He, Everything he's done for the club, he's done more than you'll do ever, ever for the club. I was like, well, you're probably right, because he's been paid by the club a lot more than I ever will be. But it was like, <laughs> I was like, no one is immune to criticism. Nuno could win 100 games and lose 101st. And you'd still point out, it wouldn't be, well, he's won 100, it'd be, well, this is what well, he did wrong. As, as fans, you, it's, you know... As you fans, always want more. You, you, and you I want think, the best, yeah, yeah, of course. And he's like... He, in Nuno, we trust. Yeah, Nuno's a brilliant, fantastic manager and we wouldn't be where we were today and I wish he's with us for a long, long time. But I just wish sometimes it wouldn't be so stubborn into just trying something a little bit different and, and stray away from the philosophy, especially when you're chasing the game. Or, you know, he's got his favourites. I mean, Jota's been on his arse for, for for months. I know he's a bit better today against Everton, but you just get him out the firing line and start someone else, but he just persists with the same, like... The same lineups and stuff, and the same the same system, and that's my only criticism. Like sometimes you do need to tinker things, and it's not going to be one size fits all for every game. And Sheffield United was a perfect example of that. It was just crying out for maybe another body to link link the play between midfield and attack because there was no link. Even even bloody Gibbs White, 
you bring him on and playing a little bit further forward. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, what's yeah. the harm in trying? What is the harm in trying? Instead of bringing Den Donker on and shutting the shop, inviting loads of pressure. And as soon as Den Donker came on, any attack we had just was, was thwarted. You, you, you got to look at the Sheffield United team as well. They didn't really possess a huge amount of pace. So the fact that we were sat so deep is another thing that's like baffling, really. If you if you sat a little bit higher, again, like we did today against Everton, I mean, this is all in, like sort of in hindsight, yeah. really, because obviously Nuno has addressed it. But if we sat a little bit higher in that game, you know, you pin Sheffield United back a bit more, there's, there's every chance that we're going to score a goal. But, yeah, we I saw, um, obviously, we've got the, the posts and stuff on Talking Wars. We did have uh, someone send me some words off a Sheffield United fan. He goes, it was a well-deserved three points for Sheffield Don't United. And I said, I don't know what game you were watching. I said, a draw was probably a fair result because neither team really created any clear-cut chances. And I don't think there was any clear-cut chances in the game, really. Of every game um, I've watched of Wolves, and it's not it's not kind of like holistically the restart itself, because there have been some really good games. But even my mate, my mate too, massive Toffee fans, and they followed like Wolves a lot because of best mates in man. They were like, God, every time I watch Wolves, it's just fucking, it, it's shit. It's so boring. And I mean, I know we won the first three games, but it kind of takes away from the, like, the performance because it probably wasn't that great, but... It was only highlighted against Sheffield United and Arsenal. Like, God, this is like these are just both. I mean, the Sheffield United game, both clubs just look kind of ambling to, to three points or a point. What it was really, really poor. But there's too many. There's too many players having off days, and when you got that many, like even like the right hand side, like I don't know that that, that right hand side, especially the, the wing back position, would be somewhere I'd be looking in the summer, and I won't be surprised if if they do bring someone in because I don't know. It just it just feels a bit disjointed at the minute. It used to, it's usually fluid, especially before the restart. Doc and Adama link up well. The thing, I think, the thing is, Doc. Especially, I think Doc's been. I'm not gonna say um, he's not been good. If I'm, if I'm being brutally honest, I'd say he's been okay at times, and he gets it. He's been getting himself in a couple of okay positions. Steady. But it's just sometimes it's his final, final ball or the sloppiness sometimes in the touch or the pass and I'm just thinking if you just take half a second extra just to have a think you're going to get better results I saw that um, today yeah. like, he'd get the ball and he'd have like two Everton players coming towards and pressing him and he'll just be like oh, and he'll just like just kick it he panics doesn't he yeah yeah, yeah and he's yeah, like there's yeah. no need to panic just take a touch back like like, Bolly's made the angle. If Bolly hasn't made the angle, Cody's made the angle. And if them two haven't made the angle, I'm You've sure they're central midfielders. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're midfielders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like sometimes like, just put your foot on it and just take a Have step. A but, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I do think I do think they'll replace him because <laughs> it. Everyone's think I'm going to be dirty. Or at least get now. someone to compete with him yeah, because he has. We got you, no you got to be honest. Hasn't. You haven't. Yeah, you've not had anyone for the last two years compete with him, have you? At no. all. And. By and large, he has been he has been good. He's been I mean, I think his goals and assists kind of kind of mask over that sometimes he doesn't have very good games. But um he's he's definitely done a job, but since the restart he kinda of looks like a centre half who's been like, right, you go and play right wing back and because the right wing back's injured, that's what it looks like. It just doesn't look comfortable. Um, I don't know if he's unfit or, or whatnot, and it could be because there's no one else gonna come in unless you play Honey on the right and and Vinagre on the left, but um, but yeah, too many players had an off day against Sheffield United, but no one really wanted to have a go, and just 
you know, we're trying to get we're trying to get into the Champions League. We ain't going to get into the Champions League by drawing games. I'm sure some fans have snapped your hand off for 38 draws at the start of the season, but you could be invincible and bloody go down. So, could you? Could you? I, know, you, I mean, you made quite an interesting point there. In the not obviously not this year or whatever, but in the in the future, could you see Mad Doty playing a centre back role? In, maybe in a five at the back system. No. Alright, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No. Um, I thought you was going to say that. He, did he try, which game was he that he tried that in? Uh, was it Newcastle? Uh, yeah, this year? yeah, he did alright. I think he's a bit of a system player. Yeah. And you've seen that with Ireland. Really when he plays in a four, he's, he's not That's great. That's why McCar- was it McCarthy just very yeah. rarely picked him. So I think the best he, wing, yeah. one of the best wing-backs in the Premier League, but he's not He's not good in my system. Yeah. I think, I think it's true. I think Nuno was... I mean, he's improved loads. Um, as everyone has under Nuno, but if you're looking at kind of weak links, in the mm-hmm. like you look at your starting eleven and think right coming into next season, where could we add like where could that position be taken to the next level? And I yeah. think I think both wing backs could be taken to the next level, but I think with Johnny, he's constantly evolving and improving and improving and improving and improving. Consistent, and he yeah, very. I don't think I've ever. I can't remember a game where I thought bloody hell. But if you look at him the start of. When he came to Wolves and look at him now, he's, he's attacking positioning and stuff, and his runs that he make are very underrated. Having those underlaps, so players can. Mate, today, over. today against Everton, there was a chance where I think it was like a two on two on two situation, and Johnny's about to play Neto in. I thought oh, that's brilliant by Pedence, and it zooms in and it's Johnny. I was like, what's Johnny doing it's up there? Today, but the way differentiating between them the, to tell you. Uh, <laughs> the, but the way he he, I think he sort of spun away from a defender, and mm. he creates this massive room. And just like on another day, that ball sliding straight into to Neto, who maybe would have missed the one on one, probably would have missed the one on one. But it's like the, a strong the, point, the, is it? yeah. <laughs> but the, the Johnny was just making the run, runs. The Villa, the Villa game. I know we yeah. spoke about this before. The Villa game when Johnny's the furthest man forward and knocks it down for Donk to score the winner. It's yeah. like, man, it's like very, very. I know we've we've spent five minutes slating it, but very Doc esque runs. You know well, what I mean? Doc's attacking position is really good, but. Johnny's energy levels he's like a Duracell bunny he keeps going whereas yeah. Doc sometimes he's like he, he, he don't even can be asked to track back his hands are up here running like that I know you can't see me at the minute but you'll see when you get the video <laughs> and he's like <laughs> Johnny he, he constantly like he, he have like two or three block month, month blocks where that one month is good and the next month is even better he's even better and I think because he's still youngish and he's well and he's still learning the position he's only going to get better Whereas I feel like Doc has kind of reached his ceiling. Although it's still a high ceiling, I think we could go. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're screaming out for Jesus Corona, aren't we, really? That's what we're really screaming out for. <laughs> this is what the agenda is. Um, Watch your space. Come on, the boys. Yeah, yeah but um, that's um, that's enough on Doc, because yeah. I'll get slated again, and I've, I've had enough of that. <laughs> well, let's let's move past the negative performances, and the, hopefully that is the... The last time we'll talk about Wolves' defeat for the rest of the season, I'm fingers a, crossed. I've we'll... just uh, just Bournemouth a three-one off. <laughs> yeah, I've just seen that as well. I mean, that's I mean, it's not ridic- that's not ridiculously bad. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the football this weekend. It's all over the place, but I mean, that's not a ridiculous result for for Wolves. But we can we'll we'll chat about that after this one. Sorry, um, mate, that's just it, it's all right. Yeah, I know. I've just it's seen great it. Great well, for Wolves, my, uh, but it's just what is going on. I mean, my fantasy won't... Premier League just doesn't want me to to gain any points this weekend. Well, I'll put Antonio in this. Weekend, mate. <laughs> Come, Trump. Master stroke. Absolutely. Master stroke. Right. Uh, 
But yeah, back to winning ways in, in some fashion. You look at the stats today, Matt, compared to the two games we just spoke about where Wolves had two shots on target. We had eight today. Uh, and Wolves are just a million times better, weren't we? We, we were screaming, like you said, you know, Wolves just didn't, we didn't offer anything going forward, did we, those last two games? And no. Nuno obviously listened to the fans. We shook it up. Pedenza Neto, um, it's, I want to say a masterstroke by Nuno, but I think every, every fan will take a pat on the back for screaming out for Daniel Pedenza. <laughs> Hashtag free Pedenza. Mate, when yeah. I saw that lineup, I'm not going to lie, I thought, he's made too many changes there. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I've been asking for him to make changes with that personal system, and he does it, I'm like, I don't know about that, Nuno. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to go one or two ways, sort of thing, one, one of those. It was, a, I thought the first five minutes were a bit cagey, but Everton are by far, uh, and comfortably, the worst team I've seen since we've been promoted. They are. Based on that performance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they've got a lot of square pegs in round holes, but God, they're bad. And I think I think they can't kind of look at it. There's a lot of other worst teams in the league, because like my mate to the top, he said, like, because of, because of the league, so shit, because of what, they'd have probably gone down this season if there was any like, quality in the league. I think that's them being pessimistic like every toffees. Um, but Wolves were a lot better I messaged you like 25 minutes in I was like this is a lot better like it's been zipped around there's a lot more tempo um, a lot more kind of dynamism especially with Pedenzo where's he been bloody hiding why haven't we seen a lot of him because he, he ran the show and not just that it was nice to see the wide players making like different runs because you get so used to Jota and, and Traore making the same runs they just didn't know what to do with him when he pop up with the ball uh, in, in deep and drive and even playing like through balls through the through the thirds that ball he played through for Neto god that was sublime fantastic that was yeah, yeah. what a ball that was and he, he looked <laughs> he looked the dog's bollocks for a good 60-65 minutes kind of fizzled out towards the end but I can't remember since Michael Zyro and a, peer, a, a debut. Mate, remember the, him, the, yeah. That debut start, was yeah. I had a bet on him to be first goal scorer and he, put, he popped two in, didn't he? Yeah, he, had, he, had, he had a great impact and he, and he won the penalty and he looked full of trickery, but he, he looks steady as well. And I've said that in the Espanyol game, he looks a very, very steady player who can make things happen. He's Yeah, he played today like a player that has zero pressure on him. Yeah. He was confident on the balls and he, like you say, that pass to Neto. I mean, very little players would try that sort of thing, but he knew as soon as he got the ball that he'd, split, he'd put it off. Split the defence in, in half, and like, we don't the, have that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And uh, so I watch him, you know, obviously because of his height, his legs, and I'm sometimes thinking, is he going to get the power on that ball to actually be able to play play that pass? But the way, you know, he got, he got quite fortunate with the one opportunity early in the first half, but still forced a really decent, well, yeah. tried to, well, he did force a decent save off Pickford. I was... I thought, am I going to give a compliment to Jordan Pickford based on that performance? But he did force a decent save off Jordan Pickford. He's a and then, him. Yeah. <laughs> but then to win, to win the penalty as well, which I think was a penalty. I know, I know yeah. for some reason TalkSport compared it to the Bruno Fernandes one, which I don't even know the logic in that. Um, but just a breath of fresh air, like we say. To, yeah. uh, he, he played with someone with very a lot of confidence uh, versus someone like Diogo Jota, who the last few weeks looks like someone that's a bit short on confidence, isn't he? He's a bit scared to try something and a bit scared to pull the trigger, whereas Pedence was the complete opposite today. Yeah, yeah he might have been at a tight angle, but he wasn't scared to test the keeper. Got very unfortunate in the in the second half, didn't he? Um, to obviously not fire past Pickford, mm. who, as I say, had a bit of a, a, bit of a strange he, game he today. Just, he just, he, it was just a handful every time we picked the ball up. Even Carragher was like, he's been the man, he's been the main man all game. 
and he's not afraid like just to just to have a go and he like it, it, even picking the ball up from deep which I love and running at players and playing like one twos and like I said the pass to Neto we don't have that player mm-hmm. and maybe now I mean you know one one hot day doesn't make a summer but it's looking good and it's a shame that he's taken so long to have his chance but I think those people who say it wasn't a penalty or like he's tiny the, 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 the Muppets who have probably never ever played football like He'd, 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 he'd be so hard to stop as a defender because he's low centre of gravity. If you're coming up against some like, six foot five brute like Yeri Mina, he'd turn you inside out. He would turn you well, inside out. He gave Michael yeah, yeah. a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, well, exactly. And like the penalty, he's he's zipped past someone there and he's turned. It's a great turn and he's, he's off balance. You, you're going to go down at that speed. And it, it was a penalty. It was daft by Luca Dean um, and who shouldn't have been playing it. He should have been sent off. Yeah, three fouls after that booking, you know. Three yeah. got away with three more. I mean, guys. you could argue that yeah. the pull on Neto may be a red, but if the penalty. Yeah. Um, and there were, there were at yeah, least two or three other fouls. They kicked mate, a Dharma, well. didn't they? But I think it was mm-hmm. more, yeah. more sympathy. But I'd just like to take this moment to thank Jordan Pickford for chucking a goal in for J- Jota. Because <laughs> hopefully he can get back amongst the goals now, because the keeper should be saving that. But let's well, talk about the Jota miss to start with. Yeah, I mean. We've not actually said, I don't think, Wolves did win this game 3 0, by the way. As you can tell, we are very, very happy with this result. I mean, we praised seven, Daniel Pedence. Yeah, we've praised Daniel Pedence. He won that penalty. Raul Jimenez, who is, uh, well, unstoppable at the moment from penalties. I think that's six out of six uh, for him in the Premier League. 100% record. Um, and you look at then, you know, going into half time, Matt, with that one goal lead right on half time. That gives us that massive boost, doesn't it? But then even better, the fact that less than a minute into the second half, you make it 2-0 and Wolves Wall, are in a sublime position then, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're flying then. And you could just see Everton dropped and they brought the... Is it Branthwaite? Oh, mate, yeah. I mean, What an introduction. Christ. Comes off, comes off the bench, 30 seconds later, fouls whoever it was and then loses Dendonka to concede the goal. I just watched the replay and I thought... I think Sigurd Arsson... Um, and Sigurdsson is, is a little bit of blame as well for for the uh, for the, the marking, but uh, mate, it's, it's a good header from Den Donker that to guide it. Mate, in. that's unstoppable. The, the, the sort of ways glanced at yeah, wide in Pickford's position, and again, yeah, it's so difficult to save those. Um, but wait, uh, oh, it was Jimenez who scored a header, wasn't it last time against uh, Everton? Den Donker's probably got five or six goals this season, haven't they now? I think his fifth or against, sixth yeah, was scored against, against Villa. Villa. Scored against West Ham. Scored against Besiktas. He scored a few, man. He, he scored, scored two in the Prem this year. No, four in the Prem, sorry. Yeah. And two in Europe, so that's six this year. Fair play, Leander. He's getting a few critics, me included. But that was a, that's a great header today. That was a striker's finish. Yeah. And then, obviously, Wall's making the change. And because because today Nuno rotated it you look at the bench where, bench where obviously he made one sub last time and now all of a sudden he's got a bench of Jean Martino Diogo Jota Adama Traore upon others mm. you know it, it's a complete different bench but you'd like to think during the, this summer Wolves are going to invest in players that you can look at especially they're talking about introducing the five sub rule again next summer you, you're hoping to have a bench where you look at every position and you think, yep, he'll do a job. Yeah, you need someone to come in and replace Martinho. I know it's easier said than done, but I can't see him. Well, do you not think? Do you think? Do you not think Neves is the Martinho, and then you've got Dendonka, and then another big sort of 
mobile centre mid that can also do the Dendonka role or not? I think you need someone to play alongside Neves who's better than Dendonka, really. That's what yeah. I think. Um, so potentially a Matinho would play. So Neves was probably near perfect to that. Um, but I think... It's a bit more room for him, isn't it? I think with the three in the middle yeah. sometimes. Because he's, he's, he plays the deeper of the three, doesn't he? he just yeah, exactly. But today, teams. because we were allowed to attack as well, he just had so much room. I mean... I mean, we've spoke about how good Wolves were, but I've got to honestly, I, I've got to look at Ancelotti there, a manager that's won uh, Champions League titles and all sorts. And I'm thinking, looking at that lineup, I know they've got nothing to play for, and he can experiment a bit. But today, that was the lineup and how he set up was just asking for trouble. It was, it, uh, it, it was, was just, rubbish, wasn't it? It just literally almost handed Wolves the win, to be honest. And and like you said earlier on in the podcast, we should have had and could have had five, six, seven goals. At least you five in- with the Adama yeah. and the Jota chance. Well, you introduce Jota on. Um, I think any decent forward... I mean, this is the difference now, isn't it? We spoke about that earlier, about Arsenal taking the chances. Wolves have got to... We've seen Neto do it twice now, I think. Um, Adama did it a couple of times against Arsenal. You've got. We've got to start learning just to be a bit more composed to take those chances. Jotter, it was almost as if he had a bit too much time to think about that, and the ball got tangled up yeah, in his feet. His confidence is really low, isn't it? And he's he's just at the minute he's making sure that if he shoots, he's gonna score. He ain't got that kind yeah. of time. And you could see that just he was pull, like, pull the trigger. Uh, uh, I'd uh, much rather uh, him. I'd yeah. much rather him pull off a save than lose the ball in front of the keeper. Could have took it early as well. I mean, Pickford rushed from off his line. But that ch- like, that chance, I, I said to you, like, what, what what have they done with Jota? Like, where's he gone? Because Jota of old would have would have buried that. But then he gets. And then he shushed us all, didn't he? Straight away, like a few minutes after. I mean, he's got he's got some serious power on it. I, it reminded me of two goals, really. United got, at home. It, yeah, in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it also reminded me of the Leicester goal, where where Neves played the ball over the top, he chested it down and fired it in. Mm. And then the finish as well did remind me of the United at home one, where he just sort of, obviously the keeper got a little bit on it. Just but, before he scored oh. that, he cut to Adama coming on the message you saying, "Got a tick Jotter off after that." And then as yeah, soon yeah, as, and then Neves tackled Bernard right by the corner flag, picked the ball up, drove, played a a, a ball that was sent straight from heaven, probably with the assist of the season for Wolves. What a pass that was! And he's chesting it down, and you're thinking. Is he going to try and stand a defender up here, wait for, wait for a, a player to come and support him because he's got no confidence? And he's, you know what? He's just thought, "Fuck it, I'm having a go." And luckily enough, well, that's he, what he should be doing though more often though. Yeah, we know he's got that a big bit of power behind that right leg. Just, mm. just have a go, man. I mean, he took his left foot. Uh, yeah, I, I knew you was going to say that. I thought, well, it's a bit of a left foot angle. Yeah, um, we know he's got a bit of power on that yeah, left foot. Got, we'll cut that bit out. We've got, <laughs> we've got a bit of power on that left foot. <laughs> um, but he was a. Uh, I've not seen the got that the angle from behind because when you, when he attacked the south bank the exposure on the camera I don't think it's more teller you can't really make out what's going on um, but I don't know if it's I think it's poor goalkeeping I think Pickford chucked another one in but I don't care I'm just glad that Diego's back amongst the goals and it's not it's not a goal that's like come off come off his arse where he hasn't had much to say about it he's created that he's got a lot to do there and he's finished it with a plum so hopefully. Hopefully we get the old Diogo back for the last three games because that could be the difference. It honestly could. He's that good. And then and then the Adama chance. I mean, I mean let's push over that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't quite believe that either. It's like, a tough chance, you know. He's wrong footed. There's you know the keeper's <laughs> rushing out. There's two defenders. He's got a bad shoulder. He's got, he's, got, know, he's got a lot to yeah. do there. You know, it's, yeah. it's a Sunday afternoon. 
just cutting just a bit of slack, it's fine. Dinner. Absolutely fine. We'd have, we'd have won anyway. Doesn't matter. It is poor, <laughs> ain't it? It was poor. To be fair, I always used to do that. Uh, it reminds me of me in, back in, in school. I used to always have those put on a plate to me, and it's just like, you know you're going to score, so you just like literally mistime the shot completely. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was funny, but... The fact he got it over, like, over the bar as well, like... Uh, he, he eat it so. too well, really. Eat it, Imagine he... Twitter or social media if it was nil-nil and we missed that chance. Oh, my God. I don't think I'd have done the podcast. I think I'd have gone to his house in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is this is the thing though. Like, if that was a world class team or a City or a Liverpool, that would have been six, seven. But we just yeah. can't seem. I mean, I'm surprised we got three because we never go for it. We get two and sit back. But it was good. I to did see think us. that. I was a bit worried at yeah. two. Yeah, I said to you, we need made, an, yeah. we need another one, and then um, Jota scored us on it. Cheers, straight away. Cheers, mate. Yeah, straight away. Um, but um, we just need to be ruthless. Like those chances. Even the Pudence chance, like, just, you've got to be in the back of net. We have to. We need to be ruthless. We're never going to get Champions League football on a goal difference of, like, four. We need to, when when we sniff blood, we need to go for it and attack teams Mm -hmm. and not just be happy with a 2-0. That's me, anyway. Probably not Nuna. But, uh, well, the result today... uh puts Wolves back all, all of a sudden. I, I was worried, if I'm being completely honest, I was worried before this game that if we lost today, I think our chances of even top six were in a, were in a huge doubt. But the, the the win today puts us in a good position again. Not quite putting the pressure back on the top four or five, but puts us clear of the likes of uh, Spurs and Arsenal despite their result today. Mm. We're in an OK position. I think you look at the games, the next two games, Burnley and Palace... Palace having a bit of a dodgy one today. Burnley becoming a team that are very difficult to beat. Six it's going to be an interesting next week for Wolves, I think. It'll be very... Yeah, you would hope for six points. You need, we need six points. We can't go to Chelsea on the final day <laughs> needing something. Needing something. Yeah. Um, although we probably might get a point. We, we just can't. These two are winnable games. Burnley under Deutsch have been, have been brilliant and he's such a great man. He, they're just effective at what they do. They know they're all pretty similar to Sheffield United, but... We've got more. We've got more quality than them, and you know, you, 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 we need to go there and win. And Palace today against Villa were dreadful. That shouldn't be a problem, but it will be tough at Turf Moor. But if you're really serious about European qualification, and especially Champions League football, must win. Must win. Well, you would say possibly, especially against Burnley, they like to sit back. They like to defend. Normally, a team that sort of take advantage of those set pieces or those big mm. balls over the top. They got injuries as well. Got quite a exactly. Few. If you'd you'd think if Wolves could go with the same sort of game plan as they did today against Everton and go out to attack Burnley, you know we could have we could have another decent game with lots of opportunities again. But I don't think we will because we're away from home. That's the thing. That's it the thing that's. It shouldn't worrying. matter though, should it? With the without the fans and stuff. It always does, doesn't it? We all are always cautious away from home and trying it teams on the break. But I'd rather just know no saying that. What? We're gonna go for it. We're gonna have a go at these. These are they're there for the taking because they are really without being naive yeah. and committing loads of players for which we never do with the shape anyway. Just go out there and have a go, and then if we two nil up, then a game that like that you maybe you maybe tighten up a little bit and pat the midfield. But just go out, go out there and try and win it. Don't go out there try not to lose it. That's all I ask. Well. It's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, the next podcast will be after those games, so obviously we'll reflect on those and hopefully 
celebrating Wolves continuing to qualify in European football for the second consecutive season, which would be beautiful. We're going to move on to the listeners' questions now. All of these, uh, I think 99% of these, other than one, have been uh, given to us on Twitter. We'll start off with Andy Hipkins, friend of the podcast. Friend of the show, top bloke. Should, should Ruben Benangre be getting more minutes? No. Because Johnny has been really good and Vinagra failed to really flatter when he's had his chance this season. So um, if if we had more depth in the squad, I'd like to see how go out and get some, some minutes. I really would, because I think there's a good player in there. Whether he's, he future lies at left wing back or left wing, I don't know. But he should, he should, I don't think he should be getting more minutes. Johnny's position is probably one of the safest, so that's my opinion. What about yourself, David? I expect I, I expected him. I, I had this discussion with someone maybe a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I expected him to get more minutes. To be honest, uh, throughout the season in in general, I think Nuno is probably looking at the Europa League and thinking right, he could be our left wing back in that. But the games almost seemed just so much bigger, didn't they, in the Europa League? Yeah. And I think I, I, I'm not sure if the club or Nuno and the squad sort of, you know, we had a couple of games in there and thought, hold on, if we play a full strength team, and the way we were actually playing and we were managing to play full strength teams weren't we Thursday Sunday Thursday Monday I think Nuno probably thought hold on we can we can afford to play all our, our yeah. first 11 here um, today games like today when the game's done and dusted I half expected him to see him uh, like you said uh, left wing back is that the role for him we'll possibly see him as a, as a left winger um, depending on the situation maybe with Neto um, which we haven't really spoke about obviously he came off injured today yeah Judging by maybe one or two of the posts by that Wolves have done, we might not be seeing him now for the rest of the season. I hope that's not the case because I'd really like like us to stick with that front three. Um, but yeah, I could maybe see Vinagre coming on as a, as a winger. But the last game I can really re- remember him in the league, other than the Europa League, was it against Everton he played? Tottenham, had, I think. Was it? Oh, what, the last game he played? He played Tottenham away, didn't he? Did he, he start a, that game? Did yeah, he? he had a bit of a shitter at left back in the first half and second half yeah. he played better. I remember yeah, Everton I remember, at home. Was he it Everton bullied. he played as well? Yeah. Away. Oh, what a bad day that was, Christ. Yeah. So yeah, but I don't, if, if, to answer the question, really, I expected him to get more minutes across the season. Uh, but like you say, Johnny at the moment is is Mister Consistent. He doesn't really drop a bad performance, so it's it's not really worth dropping him. Mm. Um, he was poor against Sheffield United, to be fair, but I think everyone was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we? This is from Mike. How do we go from a top eight team to a regular top four team? What do Wolves need to do to become a team that can consistently battle for top four? Is I it signings, or do you think we've got the squad to do that? Squad depth um, needs yeah. to be improved. So that's just a no-brainer. I know Nuno locks a small squad, but I don't buy it. Um, and just to take the shackles off, I think. Not much more than that. Cover some, get some key additions in. Some maybe some players who are versatile who can play different positions, but add more quality. Because you look at the bench, you've got two or three who can come on and maybe make an impact to everyone. After that, you're not making up the numbers, but you know what I mean. Do you think? So do you think the current, say for argument's sake, our starting eleven or best eleven, whoever you think that may be, ignoring the bench, do you think our our best eleven is good enough to get top four? No. So yeah. We need, we need another, really need another centre back for Saez. Um I think we need another right wing back, and I think we need another central midfielder because as as good as Matinho and Neves are, 
and Moutinho yeah. is probably the best player I've seen in the Wolves shirt we just need that we need a bit more dynamism and Moutinho isn't going to play as big a part as he did this season I don't think next so we just need someone who can can take over that position and, and play with Neves and kind of start that handover period because you know Moutinho's not going to be around forever unfortunately I wish he was but I think that's what's I think that's what's stopping us um, from being a top yeah. four side but when that doesn't work, bring someone off the bench who can really make a difference because we don't really, apart from today when we haven't started the big boys, we just haven't got that player. We're, we're so reliant on that first eleven, and when plan A doesn't work, there is no plan B. Yeah. Um, Arbito, he says, do we stick with this lineup for the next game or the remainder of the season, depending on whether Pedro Neto is fit? It's seen faultless today. I would like to see us against Burnley play 3-4-3. And because Neto's probably injured, bring Jota in and keep Pedence. And then if Pedence is having a stinker, which I hope he's not after the Everton. Who on point. which side would you start? Jota on the left and Pedence on the right? No, I'd go with Jota. Yeah, Pedence on the right, Jota on the left. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it worked well with Neto because of the balance. Because he had a left footer on the right and a right footer on the left. But I think um, I, th- I think it'd have to be Jota, Jota and Pedence with Jota on the left. And then... Bring Adama on. I can't see him risking Adama too much because that shoulder, because that's a real persistent. He's a bit, you know, he seems to do bits from the bench anyway. He seems to be mm. that sort of no proper super superstar. Well, an impact player off the bench today. That's the only, that's no, one. I think everyone sense. wants him to start, but we all know how scary he can be. Yeah. You know, that tiring legs, and it's, it worked a couple of times at the start of the restart as well, didn't yeah. it? So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, do you think uh, consistency? And complacency is what is is missing at Wolves at the moment, uh, or, or is costing Wolves at the moment. Uh, this is from Jay Marnie on Twitter. He says, no doubt we have unreal talent, but does complacency set in because uh, player do does complacency set in? Is, this is his typing, by the way. This isn't me reading it wrong. <laughs> because they players think their position is untouchable. Again, it goes back to the squad depth, doesn't it? You could drop yeah. a stinker three games in a row, well, two games in a row, like Bolly, and be like, probably no one's going to come in for me it's, having, it's always yeah. having that pressure and that competition for places which for me as a manager would be key but Nuno likes he doesn't want that that 20th man hanging around does he not playing so I think I think there is some com- complacency um, yeah. I don't think it's a consistency thing but there is a little bit of complacency and I mean Bolly's performance is now singling out a bit here but again it's just like lacks of concentration which you wouldn't get if you were like I'm going to be out of this team if I don't play well. And I think that's where we kind of need um, competition for players. It's healthy, though, because players don't rest on the laurels then. And they, they go mm-hmm. to that next level rather than just being comfortable. I think being comfortable in any line of work, it, for me, is a bad thing. You want, to, you, you, want to be, you want to be kept on your toes and you want to be constantly improving, especially something like in an industry like football. So, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with you. I think uh, there have been, to be fair, there have been a lot of people asking us regarding transfers. There's not really much transfer news we can talk about today, but there's just people asking what players we should be looking at signing in the summer. Um, so we can maybe talk about that on the next podcast because obviously it's more or less the end of the league season. We can we can maybe yeah. set more time aside to chat about that. We'll anyway. know more about it then anyway because I don't. Yeah, think there'll be a lot more rumours over the yeah. next few weeks. I'd assume players' contracts coming up and stuff like that. So. Um, and again, pl- people asking uh, regarding the whole Jota, Neto, Pedence situation. Obviously, with Neto looking like he's injured, 
Um, it looks like uh, Jota may be getting a lot more game time or starting more games anyway, so it'll be interesting to see. And the final question is from Tom Rouse. What's our best front three combination? I think that's quite difficult to say now after today's game. I think everybody at 11am would have said Jota, Adama, Jimenez. But I think Pedence might be knocking on the door to to yeah. get in a few when teams. He, when he said that, I thought he meant Talking Wall. Oh, it's right, got to yeah. be Finn through the middle, day on the right and me coming in off the left-hand side, surely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set all that answer because I think the front three of the walls is just a bit too difficult to decide anyway. Yeah, so, well, we know um, that I'll, we'd be the first names on the sheet anyway, mate, so uh, uh, I'm, surprised fact, we'll is, that. Um, I'm surprised Rouse is watching. I think he'd be more asked about the cricket. I know, yeah. Mr Negativity. <laughs> I'm sure he'll like that one. <laughs> well, we'll leave you that thoughts in, in your heads anyway, guys. How a, a front three of Finn Morris, Matt Cooper, and Dave as a party would do in a, in the Wolves eleven. Um, as <laughs> as them. always, yeah. Uh, check out our, our podcast sponsors, guys, at Pitch Football, the app. Uh, you can find. I'll, I'll I'll leave their link in for their Twitter and stuff in the uh, description. But you can obviously find that app on the uh, the App Store, uh, whether you're on the Google Play Store or the uh, the Apple App Store as well, Matt. Uh, if people wish to find you on social medias, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at mcooperwrites, writes as in written. And David, where can people find you if they wish to? At Dave as a party on Twitter. I was going to say Instagram, but I just, I just get, yeah, I'm just going to say Twitter. You're not a massive um, Instagrammer, are you? I, I, I do, I don't mind a bit of Instagram. But I just have it all my, like, personal pictures and stuff in it so I do yeah. to be fair I accept most people they do request but if oh. you do re- if you do request it may take me a month or so to accept you so yeah. you but Twitter <laughs> yeah yeah Twitter uh, Twitter is the uh, the place if you want to get in touch and if you want to get in touch with Talking Walls you want to get involved with our new website booming with blog posts <laughs> at the moment uh, our YouTube channel as well where obviously we're getting content out especially with a quick um, fixture turnover we're getting four or five videos out a week if you want to get involved with the fans react series i've had a few people message me about that let us know at talking walls and plenty of you did listen to the podcast and get in touch about the website last time to write some yeah. blog posts so continue that over the summer there's going to be loads of opportunity for you guys to to get involved um and obviously on facebook as well so youtube twitter facebook instagram all at talking walls be sure to check us out if you enjoyed the podcast on youtube be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel Probably not asking for much are you i know do it all now all yeah, right just get it you, all. Uh, come on come on yeah done and, uh, and if you I should have a script to this this is almost perfect and if you are listening on uh, iTunes or podcast or whatever they call it these days leave us a review it does mean a lot but <laughs> until next time guys fingers crossed Matt Wall's going to get European football final position prediction go on P- position prediction yeah uh, sixth, sixth European football I'm being positive next game's crucial sure, but sixth European football what's yours sixth as well Europa League for the Wolves yeah um, we didn't really we talk about the Europa League, but we'll leave that till the next podcast anyway. Guys, oh, thank you so much for listening. Let's just not talk about it. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy the next couple of weeks of football. Fingers crossed we're coming back with a more positive pod- podcast yet again next time. Uh, look after yourselves and we'll see you all very, very soon.